listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Byer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, you are back and looking quite professorly this evening. Thank you. It is, you know, it's still chilly outside, so so it's still sweater weather. I got my button down on underneath. You know, most people come home after work and they change pretty quickly. Uh, it's not something that crosses my mind, honestly, when I get home from work to change. I'm pretty comfortable in my clothes. All right. Comfortable in his clothes, comfortable in his skin, and comfortable with this analysis. And that's why he's going to tell you today some of his dynasty buy low trade targets. Don't worry. I'll be chiming in, too. And you want to talk about comfort. I'm rocking a Dynasty Rewind oh, yeah. uh, sweatshirt. Look, it's still going to be cold for a while. Depending on where you live, it's going to be cold for another couple months yet. So hit that link in the YouTube description. It's also in all of our pod descriptions. Um, pick yourself up a nice sweater. And I will say this. Hot take. I like crewnecks better than hoodies. No, actually, I didn't know we had crewneck sweaters. Mm-hmm. I, I want one. I, I want yeah. a crewneck sweatshirt. Um, I, I have the hoodie, which is wonderful. But I want that. You need to send me one, but I have two of them. Do so I have to pay for it? Uh, I I could probably I know a guy that could probably all right. Me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's our CFO, ladies and gentlemen. But let's get into it. Nate, let's start with you. Let's talk about one of your buy low trade targets. Now, I do think that it is worth mentioning. When we say buy low, we're not talking, hey, these are fourth and fifth round picks. We're not just trading declining assets for these guys. These are guys that their value is just a little bit lower than what they should be right now. I think mm-hmm. we can agree on that, right, Nate? Yeah. All right. Yeah, these... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let's kick it off with you. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go ahead. My first target here, I got T. Higgins, Mike. Um, T. Higgins somebody I do think is a bit of a buy low right now. Um, looking back at end of the year, uh, DLF ADP, he was wide receiver 18. But looking at keep trade cut, which is a bit more uh, recent rankings, he's down to wide receiver 23. He might even be down to wide receiver 24 by uh, today. I was doing this show sheet the other day. So he, he's been dropping over the last couple of weeks because he's going into free agency. Um, you know, some people think he's going to be tagged by the Bengals. Some people think he might have a chance to hit free agency. Uh, we'll see either way. But T. Higgins, in his four years, 3,600 yards. 24 touchdowns, okay? He's averaging in a full season, 75 receptions, 1,080 yards, and seven touchdowns. Like, if you take all of his stats per game, build it out to a full season, that's his average season, all right? And that includes, obviously, you know, playing across from Jamar Chase, having Joe Burrow out for some time. But that average season, Mike, that comes out to be 225 fantasy points, which would have put him at wide receiver 22 this year, uh, right next to DK Metcalf, who scored 225.4 fantasy points. So, you know, I understand T. Higgins. Maybe he doesn't have that wide receiver one top 10 upside while he's on the Bengals across from Jamar Chase. You know, Burrow is going to have to have a really good year for Higgins and Burrow, uh, Higgins and Chase to have wide receiver one years. But Higgins might be back this season. I don't think he's back the season after that. And even if he's on the Bengals this year, that's his average season on the Bengals. That's what we can expect from him. And, you know, if, if you're picking up the wide receiver 22, who's going to have a lot of upside next season as he goes and hits free agency and 
you know, does not stay on the Bengals. I think, you know, with those stats like playing across from Jamar Chase, he goes to another team. He's going to be uh, much better than that. I think that's where he really gets that top 10 upside. So I think, you, you know, maybe you don't get that upside this year, but you're still getting a really good wide receiver long-term. Um, gives you top 24 upside this year, uh, top 12 upside next year, I think. You know, his target share, it's it's gone down, but he's still been productive. And Tyler Boyd's leaving in free agency. He's going to, you know, I think his target share is going to go back up because of that. You know, they got Charlie Jones there, Mike. We like Charlie Jones, but Tyler Boyd's a really good wide receiver. He does have a 24, top 24 wide receiver season a couple years ago before they brought in Higgins. So Boyd's not a player to laugh at. So with Boyd on his way out, I think to Higgins, his target share does go back up this year. We see at least that average season. I think he has a top 20 upside. Um, Definitely, you know, I think he could be like a wide receiver 15 if Burr comes back healthy and looks good. So Higgins is someone I'm looking to acquire right now. Everyone's excited about the youth and the young wide receivers coming to the league or who have just hit the league. Um, I think there's something to be said for a guy like Higgins. You, you know what you're getting. He's still um, only 25 years old. He, he's got a lot of potential as he moves forward. You know, he can he can be the wide receiver one in an offense if he goes somewhere else. So I like T. Higgins. And right now, I think you can get him for about the 110 um, in rookie picks. Um, I would like to move maybe Jaden Reed, uh, Debo Samuel to go acquire uh, Tiggins. You might need to throw a throw-in option in there. Um, a third-round pick uh, to sweeten that deal. I think, don't think you're necessarily going to get it straight up. Um, in one quarterback, I think that rookie pick probably has to be more like a 107. Yeah. Um, but some other players, Isaiah Pacheco or George Pickens, and then maybe throw in like a late second on top of those guys. I would love to upgrade from George Pickens to T. Higgins. Um, you know, I know Pickens is younger. And I had a pretty good season this past year, but I really like Higgins upside um, on the Bengals and on a different team as well. I agree. And it's one of those things we could say that the quarterback play in Cincinnati is better than that of Pittsburgh right now. Even Jake Browning played pretty well. And we do want to mention too, you'd mentioned about Charlie Jones. We got those Princeton boys out there. Can't forget about our man. He's out there. Um, Played pretty well when he got a chance to, um, to play so i'm all about pickings i would rather move debo than Jaden reed personally i just have a really hard time letting go of Jaden reed right now and i think everybody that has him is having a hard time letting him go too because he's a tough commodity yeah. to move around um but i agree and even if he does leave cincinnati he gets to pick where he goes he gets to hand pick his situation i'm completely fine with that unless of course he gets tagged and traded which could happen but still you know, I, I think he'll go to a good spot. So I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, super flex, one quarterback. I love this. Um, let's move to mine. Hey, everyone says he's not going to be around. The Chiefs are going to upgrade. But you know what? I don't think so. That, that I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. I'm buying Kansas City Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco. Nate, why? All right. I just said I was going to sell him. So tell me. <laughs> exactly. See, for every seller, there has to be a buyer. I'm that guy. His DLF ADP is 59. He's running back 12. Keep trade cut ADP is 72, running back 13. All right. So look, everyone wants to sell him. Like I said, you need a buyer. Can't sell without someone to buy. It's just how it works. It's just math. Yeah. So I'm going to buy a quote unquote unwanted player who screams upside. And when I say unwanted, you know, everyone keeps saying, um, hey, Oh, the, the Chiefs, he was a seventh-round pick. He, they could just move on from him. They could replace him easily. But why? Why would they do that? So we got to put our late-round running back bias aside here for a little bit, okay? And just think to ourselves, maybe the Chiefs just really like this guy. 
Okay, it goes back to the fantasy industry trying to force their ideas on situations when we need to be reacting to what the NFL does. Nate, would you like a fun Isaiah Pacheco fact? Yeah, definitely hit me. He's the all-time leading season scrimmage yards leader for a rookie running back drafted in the seventh round. He finished his regular season with 830 rushing yards and 130 receiving yards. That was a total of 960 scrimmage yards. Of course, that was last year or two years ago when he was a rookie. So pretty impressive. What are you doing, 23? Yeah. Well, let's find out. 205 carries, 935 yards, and seven touchdowns. Good in the receiving game, too. 44 receptions, 244 yards, and two touchdowns. And that was in 14 games. Extremely efficient. You know, if he would have played more games, banged up a little bit here and there. Would have been over 1,000 yards rushing. and. I would say probably cracked 350, 400 yards receiving, possibly. You never know. Um, so I'm all in. Yeah, He's got two years left. Or no, seventh-round pick is only three years on a contract, right? Or is that UDFA? I think that's UDFA. Okay, forgive me. He's got two years left on his contract. I don't see any reason that the Chiefs need to get rid of him. He's still young. He's still under contract. Yeah. And if at worst you pay for maybe, I don't know, in Superflex, Rashad White, if you're not a Rashad White believer, some people are not Rashad White believers. I'm just saying you could also move George Pickens. If you need a running back, you have an abundance of wide receivers. You move Pickens for Pacheco, a late 24 first, or it might take multiple seconds. And in a one-quarterback league, you're going to need a first-round pick. You're just going to need to. Uh, Jordan Love, Debo Samuel, Tajay Spears, those are all guys who are valued right around Isaiah Pacheco right now. So, Nate, you might not agree with wanting to buy Pacheco. Hey, what are your thoughts here? We, we need, this has brought up a very interesting point. Let's actually go back a little bit. All right, so I said I would sell T. Higgins for Pacheco and like a late second. Would you would you sell me T. Higgins for Isaiah Pacheco in a late second? You have T. Higgins. I have Isaiah Pacheco. I'm like, hey, Mike. I'll give you Isaiah Pacheco and the two, the two oh ten, not not the two oh ten, the two ten. <laughs> I was gonna say too many zeros in there. You know, it's one of those things where um, I think in a vacuum it may not look like a good trade because there are times, and both things can be true here. However, looking at draft capital that I have otherwise, my team needs your team needs. You can counter. I, yeah, exactly. What do you need? Um, what do you need, Mike? I would love it to be like. So I'm giving you I'm giving you T Higgins and I'm getting Pacheco. I'd love it to be like the 207, 206 would move the needle a little yeah. bit more for me than the like a mid-second. Yeah. Yeah, that would move it a little bit more for me. All right. I'll trade you Isaiah Pacheco in the mid-second for T Higgins. I'd do that. Sean, so, put it on the board. We got a deal. And then Mike, this this comes up with another point. Okay. You're selling Isaiah Pacheco for Rashad White. I'm buying Rashad White. There we so, go. Before I get into it, okay, so you have Rashad White. I have Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, let's make a what, deal. What do, I, what do you offer me for Isaiah Pacheco? If so I have Rashad White. White. Okay. Yeah. Nate, here's Rashad White. Mm -hmm. Running back three on the year? Four last three year? Four. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Sorry, four. listeners. I don't remember exactly off the top of my right head. Here, four. Okay, here's your running back four in the last year. All right. Because I got Jonathan Taylor and I got another good running yeah. back whose name is escaping me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me. It's been a long day at work. So I'm giving you Rashad White. I'm doing you a solid. I'm going to give you such a killer deal. I'm going to need Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going to need the 203. I'll knock back a fourth, too. Ooh, okay. 
You're mm. also going to give me $3 fab. <laughs> of course it's I am. Non-negotiable. Uh, you, may, you make that early second. Um, you make that that fourth or that early third, or you move back to second, and I'll make that deal. Uh, no, we can't do a third round pick. We're gonna oh, we, we want to circle back on this. All one. right, we'll we'll come back to it. But let me tell you why. <laughs> For the record, trading with Nate, even this in is, like. situations, is it's not fun either, and th- th- it is terrible because I know it's you never get a deal done fast with this guy. All right, if you want something done lightning speed, that's trade. Just look somewhere else. Go to Zach. Yeah. Well, no. Well, sometimes. No, because then Zach will show up at your house. It's <laughs> just someone else from the crew. You you get a deal done decently fast with Bob. Every time I've traded with him, it's not been yeah. uh, a painful experience. So uh, yeah, just look elsewhere. <laughs> oh, but let me tell you why I'm buying Rashad White, who was the RB four in the season last year. Because he's your and, next trade target. <laughs> exactly, he's my next trade target. So. Um, you know, currently the RB 13 on DLF, RB 12 on keep trade cut. So, you know, he's just on that cusp of RB one in dynasty right now. And we're having all these rookies come in. So look, Rashad White, he's not really being valued as a top 12 running back right now in dynasty. And I think that's a little crazy to be honest. Um, RB four this year, uh, doesn't really have any expected significant competition to be added to his backfield. Sean Tucker. Well, Sean Tucker is already there. We'll see if he makes it on the roster again because uh, he didn't really do much this year, unfortunately. Uh, and 272 rushing attempts last year was second most in the NFL, uh, tied with CMC. So he's getting a ton of volume. Um, but despite all that volume, he's got the second lowest touchdown total of any RB in the top 10. Um, he only had nine total touchdowns, and the only one uh, less than him was B. John Robinson, who had eight. So despite all this volume, didn't really have a lot of touchdown luck. I um, mean, Buccaneers offense didn't really start humming until the second half of the season. So if they can keep that momentum and, and go into the season and have that offense look a little bit better, which I expect them to keep Baker Mayfield. So they're not going to have that struggle at the beginning of the year as their offense kind of starts to gel. Should already be pretty gelled. So I expect uh, Rashad White to hit the double-digit touchdowns this year, especially because he's a big guy and he gets a lot of opportunities in the goal, uh, in the not the goal line, in the red zone, just – Buccaneers didn't get there a lot uh, beginning of the year. Um, and, you know, we hear all this about him not being efficient. He's not the most efficient guy on the ground, sure, but he gets a ton of targets and he's efficient with his targets. Third most in receiving yards, fourth most in running uh, receptions among running backs, ninth most in targets. So, you know, he's he's not a top five guy in targets, but he's a top five guy in both receptions and receiving yards. He caught over 90% of his uh, targets, which is very impressive. Tenth most in points per game this year with 15.8. I really like what I saw from Rashad White, and he's my buy low. But, Mike, I was doing this process, okay, and I'm looking at buying Rashad White. And there's a player that's very similar, I think, to Rashad White, maybe offers a little bit more upside, and you can actually acquire cheaper. So I'm doing the rare double-dip pivot, and I'm saying that I'm actually now going to buy low on James Cook after doing my research on Rashad White. Oh, it's my God crazy right now oh my gosh okay james cook rb12 this year also no expected significant competition uh to be at that backfield i'm sure they will get somebody to replace uh damian harris or latavius murray um maybe it's another old uh washed up running back big shoes to fill there (laughs) yeah i know exactly but the bills seem really happy with james cook they have found their guy in the backfield they can put along 
uh, with Josh Allen, and they're really happy with that. They gave him 237 rushing attempts this year, which was 10th most in the NFL. Um, he did have four receiving touchdowns this year, but the lowest rushing touchdowns of anyone with 200 attempts or more, with only two rushing touchdowns. Obviously, Josh Allen's uh, you know, goal line prowess is part of that. But also, come on, if, if you have over 200 carries, you should end up with more than two touchdowns. I expect that number, um, you know, we talk about positive regression sometimes in fantasy sports. I expect that number to uh, go up next year because it, it just seems a little unlucky to only have two touchdowns with that many attempts. Yeah. So, um, and, and here's the thing with James Cook. You can get him a little bit cheaper than Rashad White. And while I do really like Rashad White, I think he's a great buy for those who are competing. And you can, you can get him for like a late first, um, multiple seconds. Uh, you can also get James Cook for a similar price. And he offers a bit more upside because he's a bit more efficient. Uh, on the ground, he had 4.7 yards per carry. Rashad White was under four. Um, he had 33 runs of 10-plus yards or more. Rashad White only had 21 and did have more rushing attempts than James Cook. Um, so while they're both great receivers, James Cook offers a little bit more explosiveness on the ground, uh, a, a better offense we can rely on. And he was fourth most in the NFL among running backs with 10.1 yards per reception, so he's efficient through the air as well. Um, he's only one of eight running backs in the NFL this year to have a a dot one yard down the field or more. Um, is actually second among all of those, only behind Amir Abdullah. Um, he's also only used hardly at all in pass blocking situations. When James Cook is out there, he's out there to catch the ball or run a route. Um, seventh lowest pass block rate among running backs with 20 plus targets. And Mike, a little fun fact I found while I was doing this research, I want to point out here Devon Achan lined up in the slot 63 times this year for Miami for an NFL high among running backs 34.8% of his routes ran were out of the slot hmm. that's something to take into account for next year um, let's see if that continues he's, he's basically a part-time slot receiver at that point um, and then to finish out James Cook 19th in points per game with 13.7 um, that number goes much higher if he gets some more touchdowns so his price you're also looking like a late first, maybe two seconds. You might be able to get James Cook for an early second plus just a little bit on top of that. Um, some running backs I would like to tear down from to get Rashad White or James Cook. Uh, Kenneth Walker or Saquon Barkley. I think you could trade down, um, maybe even get like a, a late first on top of these guys an early second. You know, that would be the best situation. But I, I would I would move off of either one of those guys for White or Cook um, and just get a second on top because I think you're going to get similar production in the next two years. So – there's my 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 large monologue on running backs. You're the kid that does all that extra credit in class, and then all the other kids hate you, and the teacher loves you. You're being <laughs> a teacher's pet right now. But, look, I agree. Um, of the two, I'd probably rather have James Cook, personally. I, just, I think right now the um, Bills offense isn't in as much of a state of flux as I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is. And looking at you know our lad's depth chart, Right now, the only two running backs under contract for the Bills next year are James Cook and Naheem Hines, Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray, Damian Harris, all unrestricted free agents, and Leonard Fournette has already been long released. <laughs> You're talking about the two touchdowns. Let's not forget, there was a big spell of the season that the Bills, I think they went on a pretty good losing streak, if I remember correctly. Um, Start off slow. I remember when, when the Eagles played the Bills this year, there was a lot of critical situations where they had uh, Latavius Murray 
on the field. And I didn't know what was up with it. I think that was just poor choices uh, that the Bills offensive coordinator at that time was making. So hopefully that gets resurrected or rectified, I should say, next year. I think it will. So I'm all in. Would prefer James Cook yeah. over Shad White, but I don't hate where your mind is Two at. Two good running back values, I think, right now. Yeah, I completely agree with you. All right, so let's look at who our next trade target here is, and that's me. He's a free agent. I'm not worried about it, Nate. And I know that you did put this tweet out there. I'm talking about Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> and soon-to-be free agent wide receiver Mike Evans. Jordan Schultz, at Schultz underscore report on Twitter, X, whatever the heck you want to call it. The Buccaneers had a soft deadline today to get an extension done with Pro Bowl wide receiver Mike Evans. This was a few days ago, uh, but both sides remain far apart, sources say. Tampa Bay is set to take on $7.4 million in 2024 dead money by not getting a deal done today. Talks will continue, but my understanding is Evans is trending towards becoming a free agent, barring an unexpected change in discussions. But I'm going to tell you why I'm not worried about it. Want to know why? I'm telling you, he's never had less than a thousand yards in his career. Nate, his career low was a thousand one in 2017. Really close, man. It was really close. This was another year. It was like a thousand and eighty, maybe or something. Yeah, but he just had his best season since 2018. This past year was 79 for 1,255 and 13, and in 2018 it was 86 for 1,524 and eight. He's consistently devalued every year, and he consistently produces. He's a lock to start every week. If you have Mike Evans, he's not going on the bench. You're putting him in the starting lineup. doesn't matter. Isn't that what you want? That's what you want. Redraft, dynasty, best ball. doesn't matter. Well, maybe about best ball, it starts for you. But redraft, dynasty, it doesn't matter. You want these guys, guys like this. Look at his finishes. And this is from 2014 to 2023. Okay? Yes, it took me a while to put this all together. <laughs> he finished as wide receiver 13, wide receiver 23, wide receiver 3, Wide receiver 17, wide receiver 9, wide receiver 15, wide receiver 11, wide receiver 9, wide receiver 17, wide receiver 17. So he has five finishes as a wide receiver one, five finishes as a wide receiver two. It's a thing. He's good, man. He, he's good. And, okay, we're going back to talking about, you know, this kind of goes with T. Higgins. Is he going to be a free agent? Whatever. Mike Evans will get to hand pick where he goes next year. What if he goes to the Chiefs? Buy that, him before that's a rumor. Buy him before that happens. Because sure. when he goes to the Chiefs, if he goes to the Chiefs, you all of a sudden cannot afford Mike Evans. And hey, maybe you figure I can cash in on this value right now. People are gonna go crazy because they're gonna they're gonna give him the bump, right? So, you know, I will gladly pay like uh Travis Kelsey right now. He's super devalued. I think you could probably get Evans and then some for Travis Kelsey, though, like maybe a third-round pick. Just looking at their keep trade cut values, they're pretty close. Uh, multiple seconds. You could even pay David Montgomery for Mike Evans. And in a one-quarterback mm-hmm. league, Trevor Lawrence, a 25 first. And again, he's really closely ranked to Travis Kelsey. So this is a scenario where a guy's future is a little bit uncertain. He's a free agent, but to me, he's a high-value free agent. And I don't mind paying up a little bit for a guy like that who – Barring injury, he's going to go somewhere. He's going to produce. I'm going to put him in my starting lineup and feel great about it. Isn't it nice to have those guys that, like, you put them in your lineup and you're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to have because I don't like setting lineups. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing. Um, No, that's not true. I love setting lineups in week one. And then after that, it's like, okay. (laughs) I love setting my off-season lineup. I do too. 
And that's important. And uh, in two days, two pods from now, we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Uh, Nate, before we move on to your next guy, are you buying in or passing on this option? What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm, I've always been a big fan of Mike Evans. He's one of my favorite wide receivers I've ever watched. And I already have him on a lot of my dynasty teams because he, he's been an undervalued player for the past four years. Um, like as soon as he got off his rookie contract, everyone was already too excited about, you know, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and all these other players. And, and they're very exciting. But Mike Evans is consistent. He's a future Hall of Famer. Um, I think he's still got, you know, a good couple of years left, especially if he goes somewhere else. Like if he goes to the Chiefs, I think it's going to be really, really for um, sure. productive season for him because I don't think he's washed at all. So yeah. if he gets a good opportunity, he's going to he's going to take advantage of it. So yeah. I, I'm I'm a huge fan of Mike Evans. I think he's a, a buy now, um, especially like you know David Montgomery, um, someone I might be uh, selling in a podcast a little bit later. Um, we'll see this. Him going to the Chiefs would make him an interesting wide receiver four after Kadarius Tony, Justin Ross. Uh, who else we got there? We got Rasheed Rice, and then you got your wide receiver yeah. four, Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah, I don't Watch think Kadarius Tony's not coming back to the Chiefs, is he? I don't. I don't. Think he was. So. He was a healthy scratch for the Super Bowl. Or... He's gone. Yeah, he can't be there. That's fine. Nate, who's your last target? All right, my last target, Mike. I I'm. I can't quit this guy. Every season, every off season, I'm like, this is a buy low opportunity on Kyle Pitts, and I think this is the year we finally get the production out of it. Um, he is going to be a full year plus out of his injury, uh, which definitely, you know, that knee injury he suffered at the end of last season, the 2022 season, um, it definitely affected his start to this season uh, well into like week 10 almost. Um, you could see he was still just not getting at the full speed. Uh, but one of my favorite followers on Twitter is Jeff Mueller. And by about week 13, he was kind of giving Kyle Pitts the clean bill of health. So next season, it should be looking great with that health. He's 23 years old, Mike. That is younger than Don Kincaid. So we still got plenty of time um, to buy low on Kyle Pitts. He is he's a young guy, right? Zach Robinson is the new offensive coordinator. Um, he's going to be changing that offense in Atlanta. It's not going to be the Arthur Smith offense that we saw the last couple of years. This is going to be a very different offense. And it you we have to buy into this offense because I, I, I got to be excited about it. You got Bijan, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. You got all the exciting weapons we've been talking about for so long. You finally have someone that's going to use them properly. We have to buy in before that window closes shut. Because as soon as they get a quarterback, you're not going to be able to buy any of these guys. It's going to be too expensive. And, you know, there's rumors about Kirk Cousins going there. They can get a rookie quarterback, whatever it is. It is an upgrade over Desmond Ritter. So this is the buy window for all of these Falcons, but especially Kyle Pitts. Um, Look, the Rams offense the last couple of years, has been good last year. They were seventh in yards, eighth in points. They were 14th in passing attempts, while the Falcons were only 25th. 50%, 57% of the Rams passing uh, plays were passing plays. Only 52.2% of the Falcons were passing plays. So just the volume that is going to be increased for Kyle Pitts is going to be huge. And when that volume increases, it's going to be really good because the volume was actually kind of already there, sneakily. He was 11th in targets among tight ends, tied with Cole Komet last year. You know, you never would have thought that. Uh, and you know why you wouldn't have thought that, Mike? It's because even with the same amount of targets, 90 targets, Kyle Pitts caught 20 less passes than Cole Komet. Hmm. 20 less passes on the same amount of targets. You know what that is? That is the Desmond Ritter effect. And that's also going to change. So if volume goes up, if efficiency goes up, 
it, it's going to be a good time to buy in on Kyle Pitts. And the, like I said, the buy low window slamming shot here soon. He is a threat. He was fourth in uh, among tight ends with 40 targets in, in yards per catch with 12.6. So he's still that downfield of threat. He's, he's efficient. It's just quarterback couldn't get in the ball. He wasn't used properly in that offense. I'm going out there to get Kyle Pitts. The 110 um, is something I'd be looking to trade for him a late first. Um, you know, if I can move out from TJ Hawkinson, you know, coming off that injury, um, if I can get a second round pick on Kyle Pitts for TJ Hawkinson, I would make that move. Um, I think it's kind of a lateral move from Hawkinson to Pitts, honestly, moving forward. Um, if you take out the history and if you can get a second top second on top of that, you know, I love that. I'm in one quarterback. DeAndre Swift is someone I'd probably look to move for Kyle Pitts. Um, start oh, the conversation there. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I would do it in a heartbeat too, but could you is the question. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a couple trades like that. There's the, the value on DeAndre Swift is a little up and down, but in, in a non-tight end premium league, I think you have a chance to you know make something happen off of that. Uh, you might need to add you know some kind of mid-round pick on top of that, but I don't think you need to add too much, honestly. Um, it's going to depend on who the Kyle Pitts owner is. He's one of those players that you know if someone's held him over the past couple of years, they're not going to give up him now but there's plenty of people that are totally out on Kyle Pitts after being in for a little bit there's people that are still you know have that cult um you know fan favorite you know with him and what we've seen with Drake London some of these guys you know if, if they're on someone's team they're not ever coming off but you know if you have someone who's just tired of sitting around for Kyle Pitts you can get him for a good value right now yeah um also found I think you put it in the chat this new fantasy calculator um yes. You could put in, and this this is great. I've been using this a lot. FantasyCalc.com forward slash database. So you can put in uh, Kyle Pitts and T.J. Hawkinson, you know, on on each side, and you can see how they were how they were traded for and like what went down. It's just um, this isn't a knock to DLF, but I kind of like this better um, than the DLF Trade Finder a little bit. You could obviously change, you know, redraft dynasty, superflex, how big your league is, and your PPR. All that good stuff. So, um, not sponsoring us. Just go check them out. You know, just not another yet. tool, for, another t- <laughs> another tool for you guys to use to make better trades um, and help you out a little bit there. So, um, I love it. If I can get Pitslow now, you're gonna have to buy into the Atlanta offense now. Um, yep. So, all you Drake London stands out there, get ready to uh, go buy yourself some Drake London. But um, until he produces, I'm gonna buy a wide receiver that does that produce and that's philadelphia eagles wide receiver devonta smith it's dlf adp is player 46 he's wide receiver 19 keep trade cut player 40 wide receiver 14 Oof, it's too low for a guy who's at over a thousand yards his last two years and that's being behind one of the best wide receivers in the nfl in aj brown i love aj brown they help take coverage away from each other and i do think the eagles will get a viable wide receiver three this year i love quez Watkins. Um, hey. You tried. You were a six-round pick. Shows why. Couldn't catch the ball. Why hey, you stuck around this long. It's pretty impressive. It was kind of more of a – they didn't really have a better option, unfortunately. Than Greg Ward not there anymore. Greg Ward is there, but Greg Ward is Greg Ward. So um, I did see some mocks where the Eagles took Jalen Polk in the second round. Ooh. Feels kind of unlikely. Um, yeah. If it happens, I'm a happy man for the record. Yeah, you know, we're we're not talking about it yet, but a year from now, going into next offseason, we're gonna be we're gonna start talking about hey, are the Eagles gonna extend Devonta Smith? 
I think that happens this that. off season because um, Howie Roseman likes to extend his guys before their final year of the contract. He doesn't even let guys that he wants to stick around play that final year. That contract extension will get done before this season. I'm not telling you to mark my words, but well, it I is think going to happen. He's is it? He's got a fifth year option after this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is, they, yeah. But if Howie can extend a player now, he'll do it now. That's just how Harry Roseman is. That's how he's always been. Um, and hey, guess what, Nate? He did average 14.2 fantasy points per game last year in both what himself and other people felt like were a down year for both him and the Eagles. Thanks, Brian Johnson. Good luck in Washington. And uh, there's going to be a time where the Eagles have to pick between Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. And I can tell you this, they will pick Devonta Smith. He's homegrown. They like him better. Not saying they don't like A.J. Brown, but that's just how it is. Would you like to know what he's going to cost you? Of course you would. He's going to cost you a mid first. And here's the thing. I like all the wide receiver prospects that you can draft in the mid first. That might be some guys like Roma Dunze, um, Brian Thomas Jr. I forgot his name. I almost called him Brian Wilson for a second there. <laughs> Troy Franklin. There's a lot of great players there. But Devonta Smith is going to give you more of a guaranteed impact right away. And guess what? He's still young enough. You can have this guy on your roster for another six, seven years being a productive wide receiver. He's in the system with Jalen Hurts. They know each other well. You got that connection there. It's everything you could ask for. So it's going to cost you mid-first. You might have to pay up for something like Kyron Williams. Justin Fields is going to get you Smith plus. Even though Justin Fields has a bit of an uncertain future, he's quarterback in a Superflex League. He will be a starter next year. You might have to move Devon Achan. Costing one quarterback, still mid-first. So, again, you got to decide. You want one of these good prospects or Devonta Smith. Uh, Nico Collins should get you Devonta Smith a little bit extra on top right now just because of that awesome year Nico Collins had. Or Rasheed Rice. Would you move Rasheed Rice for Devonta Smith? Which one would you rather have? You know, I'd, I'd rather have Devonta Smith, I think. But I'm also buying in on Rasheed Rice. They just made a trade from the other day, actually. What? Tell me what the trade was. Uh, you have to finish up whatever you're talking about while I look it up real quick. It's just in my photos, so that was it. So all right, well I traded. It's a Debbie League. Um, I, I screenshot my trade so I can get to him easily. Um, I acquired Rashi Rice and I sent away Josh Downs, Braylon Allen, and a 2025 third. Did you get anything back on top of Rashi Rice? Nope. Okay. Unusual for me to do a three for one, but. I will say that on February 20th, it feels like an overpay. However, on February 20th, 2025, it may not, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's, it's a unique situation for my team as well. Uh, I feel kind of like I'm tooting my own, own horn saying this, but I actually have too many good players. I need to consolidate. Uh, you know, I had a bunch of these Debbie players coming up, and I just didn't have room for them. So just uh, figured I'd combine and get a good wide receiver yeah i don't hate it like where your head's at and uh there you go ladies and gentlemen three for one nate so that's going to be enough for him and for me so thank you for listening till next time everybody thank you if you want to level up above your competition we invite you to become a member of our patreon for as little as one dollar a month you get access to our discord chat where advice is at your fingertips 24 7 when you level up to our five or ten dollar tiers you get bonus podcasts rankings and specific tier based chats we are offering a free seven day trial for a limited time so head to patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind and tear up now
All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.